0: How are you all doing this morning? Who's excited to be in the house of God? Come on. Is there any Limitless in the house? Oh, oh, there we are, there we are. Looking good, man. That Limitless choir was awesome. And shout out to Jam and Mark also who came with me and also just jumped in, so that was awesome, that was awesome. Uh, Just as Pastor Paul said, my name is Ivan. Um, I am a youth worker down at our West Auckland uh, campus. Honestly, it is such a, a privilege and honor uh, to be here this morning. Down in Auckland, I uh, help out with the youth and also the intermediates uh, down there. Uh, before I get started, I just want to honor Pastor Paul and Sally Ann. Um, I always give honor where honor is due and every opportunity I get. So I want to just want to thank them for giving me this opportunity, believing in me as well, and for letting me sleep at their house and eat their food and all that stuff too, you know, and for their love and wisdom. Uh, don't you guys have awesome pastors? Man. All right. Uh, it's great to be up here again. We, I, Like um, Pastor Paul said, I was up here on Friday, got to uh, speak to the youth. Man, it's pumping there on a Friday night. That is the place to be on a Friday night. I said that to them like 20 times on Friday. But if you know young people, man, send them to Limitless Youth. That is the place to be for a high school young person um, on a Friday night. And God is really doing something in the in the young people. Um, it's just awesome seeing the progression of it. I remember I came actually to share three years ago um, to the Limitless Youth here, and it was probably about, um, we were actually, I remember we were standing over there, there was about 20 um, young people, and now we're seeing, man, 60, 70 young people every Friday night, so... It's just, it just grips my heart to see the progression of what God is really doing up in this place. So um, we really are seeing an uprising of young people. We really are. And my encouragement to you guys is keep encouraging these young people. Keep praying for them. We need your prayers, young people. <laughs> we need your prayers. And just keep championing them on to be all that God's called them to be, because we're really seeing an uprising um, of young people. And we want to see the fire spread in Kaitaia. Am I right? Yeah. All right, make sure you got to. I, I got to hear heaps of amens from you guys, heaps of hallelujahs. All right, the better the better you uh, shout me down, the better I tend to preach. You know, so if I preach bad this morning, then it's because you haven't uh, give me enough amens. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, hey, let's. Um, I just want to quickly pray this morning, but um, is it right if I just ask you to stand just quickly, just as we pray, and I want to pray this prayer. If you guys are all right, just repeat this prayer after me. Let's close our eyes. Let us pray. Jesus, I open my heart to you this morning. Speak to me. Say what you want to say. Do what you want to do. And let your will be done in my life this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, one more time. Let's give it up for Jesus in this place. All right. Hey, as I was um, worshiping, man, that worship was, who man, it was a few waterworks in here. I don't know if it was the rain outside or if there was a leak in the roof, but the worship this morning was amazing. But um, those lyrics in that last song, Whole Heart, and I just want to, it's the opening verse and it says, you pulled me from the clay, you set me on a rock, made my heart whole again. You know, and then it goes on further in the song, once I was broken, you hold my whole heart now. You know, man, when I heard those lyrics, I was like, man, that is just so beautiful. And isn't that why we're here this morning? Because God pulled us from the clay, He set us on a rock, and He made our heart whole again. And I felt a word this morning for somebody in this place, but you just needed to hear it. But God can turn your mess into your message and your test into your testimony. I'm not sure who that might be for this morning, but I felt like you might be going through a rough time, but God can turn your mess into your message and your test into your testimony. So whoever that is, receive that this morning. A couple of weeks ago, I texted Pastor Paul and I, was, I asked him, I was like, is there anything particular you wanted me to share on this morning? Question mark, question mark, with the intention that hopefully, man, Pastor Paul will give me an awesome topic to speak on this morning. And then Pastor Paul replied, and I kind of knew that he was going to reply this, he was like, the Lord will put it on your heart. I was like, oh, damn. i got to pray now. i got to pray. No, nah, but God really put something on my heart this morning. Um, a somewhat challenging word, but I, who knows that change comes from being challenged. You know, change comes from being challenged. And I feel like God wants to lovingly challenge some people uh, in this place this morning. All right. so turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, this message is for you. And turn to your other neighbor, which was your second option. Ha ha. And say, neighbor, this word is for you. All right. So, the title of my message this morning is Are You a Fan or Follower of Jesus? Yeah. All right. That's pretty cool. Um, and I'll get to, back to explaining that in a moment. But the first question I want to ask you this morning is Who and what are you following? You know, we follow many different people. Uh, Many different things on both on the people around us, but also on media, the news, on on social media platforms. We follow uh, many different people. And the reason why it's important is because who we follow is who we let influence our lives. You know, or in other words, you know, it has power. It has power in our lives, whether we notice it or not, both good and bad, you know, they have power in our lives. They influence our thoughts, our behaviors, our actions. And so on, and I see it firsthand in our young people, you know, um, often a lot of the uh, people, uh, our young people follow on social media, you know, they, like the latest post goes up, the latest outfit, like Pastor Tark's favorite, ripped jeans, you know. And then a couple weeks later, it's posted up, two, three weeks later, what do you know? All our young people, they're wearing ripped jeans, or they're wearing the latest outfit, or the um, latest kicks, you know, or the latest word or saying. You know, someone, um, you know, someone says it who's famous on Instagram or on social media and then boom, what do you know, all the young people are saying it. All the latest dance moves, I remember um, one time, do you guys remember the floss? I won't do it. Or, or do you guys want to see me do it? Just so, just so that um, if you don't know the, the floss, it, it was a move like this. it goes Like you're flossing, like you're flossing. But anyway... Um, when that came out, I remember all the kids, all the young people were doing the floss. I remember I walked into kids' church one time. They're having a dance party, and all these kids are doing the floss. I was like, what the? Hey, where did you learn those, uh, where'd you learn those dance moves? And, like, and even in, during praise and worship, my intermediate kids, you know, they're doing all these dance moves. I'm like, hey, 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 you better be dancing for Jesus, mate. What move is that? You know, like the latest move was posted out. And then everyone's doing it. And it's also the people around us we follow. You know, they influence us. Have you noticed like a lot of the people around you, you know, you like the same things. You have the same interests. You like the same food. You have similar expressions and sayings without even noticing. Was that just me? Okay, that's just me. All right. But yes, partly because um, maybe the similar interests brought you together. But it's because... Um, we're shaped and influenced by who and what we follow, you know, and that's why it's so important to ask yourself this question this morning. Who and what do you follow? Because who you follow is who you let influence your lives. They have power. But who is the main person we need to be following? Jesus. And Jesus sends that invitation to every person in this place, whether you know Jesus now or whether you... Um, have known him for a while. He says, come and follow me. Matthew 4 verse 19, it says, come and follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. And Jesus says this to Peter and Andrew who were his soon to be disciples. He says, come on, follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. Yes, because one day they'll be spreading the gospel and fishing for the souls of men. But also what I believe Jesus is saying here is come follow me. Why? Because I have a greater and grander vision for your life. You know, you won't just be fishing for the tiny little fishies. You know, Peter and Andrew were fishermen. You're going to be fishing for the souls and salvation of people. And God has greater and and grander plans for your life. Is there anyone that believes that this morning? God has greater and grander plans for your life. So, are you a fan or follower of Jesus? Who here has a favorite sports team? Who watched the All Blacks last night? Yeah, we smoked the uh, Australians. Unfortunately, I-, I couldn't watch it because I was prepping for tonight, but I was going in and out of the room, um, keeping up with the results. Um, but, man. But um, is there any basketball fans in the house as well? Any basketball fans? Any Stephen Adams supporters? Yeah, I'm a Stephen Adams fan. Every time I play basketball, I pretend to be like him. Um, similar skill level too. Um, but... Uh, Anyway, but we're all fans of our favorite sports team, right? A fan is someone who has a strong interest or admiration for a person or thing. You know, as a fan of a team, you know, we watch their games. We keep up with their results. We watch them on TV when they're playing. Come on, they're all blacks. We're screaming at the TV, some louder than at church on a, on a Sunday morning and the preacher. You know, we cheer and support them, you know, but that's about it. That's as far as it goes. It doesn't affect my life in any way. You know, we might feel a little bit down after the game if they lose, but that's about it. You know, it's just um, an add-on to our life. It's just a, you know, a little side hobby. Whereas a follower is different. You know what a follower does? He follows. (laughs) A follower is someone who goes in the direction um, of the leader. You know, following is more than just a button on Instagram. You know, it's more than just You know, following someone um, on Facebook. What it means to follow someone is to imitate them. You know, it's literally to walk in their footsteps, to walk in the direction that they are going and copy their every move. That's what it means to follow. And are we just being fans of Jesus? And what I mean by that is do we come to church on every Sunday and we worship Jesus? Yeah, I love you, Jesus. But then we leave church and there's no real life or heart transformation, you know, from Monday to Saturday. You know, we strongly admire Jesus, but is there true lifestyle change? You know, is that the type of Christianity we are living? Are we true followers of Jesus? You see what Jesus was talking about in Matthew 4 when he said, come and follow me. He said, he was meaning, come follow me. Come follow my actions. Come follow my ways. Come follow the example I set when I was here um, on this earth. You know, are you a fan or follow of Jesus? I told you it was going to be a challenging word. I warned you, you had a chance to leave, but you're stuck now. But remember, before I get into the four points I want to share this morning, remember we're all on different parts of our journey of following Christ. And my prayer to you guys this morning is that you just take that next step, that one step forward in your journey in following Jesus. Amen. All right, so touch three people and say, lean in. Lean in, all right? Four thoughts I want to share with you guys this morning. Four thoughts. A fan is a spectator. A follower is a participator. You know, a fan, he watches the team. But a follower, he's on the team. He wears the shirt of the team. He acts and thinks like those on the team. He follows the ways of the team. And I'm sure we all know this, Christianity isn't a spectator sport. It involves active participation. It involves serving. It involves sharing our faith. It involves doing something for God. And if we want to be more like Jesus and follow His example, you know, it says in Mark 10 verse 45, for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, to give His life as a ransom for many. We got a serve. You know, we got to participate. You know, and as Christians, we can't just constantly consume. we got to contribute to His church, to His kingdom, and to the body of Christ. You know, no one likes the guy that is always just consuming, you know, but not contributing. No one likes the guy that's always just receiving, you know, give, give to me, give to me, give to me, but never giving. You know, and as Christians, we need to be contributing to the kingdom of God. Christians are contributors, not just consumers and so my next question to you guys is where are you participating some of you might be serving in the church that's awesome but for those here that might not be serving my challenge to you guys is where do you need to start serving maybe you need to start going to prayer meeting each week maybe you need to start getting involved in an area maybe you start, need to start greeting at the doors maybe you need to start sharing sharing your faith Some young people here need to start participating. You know, some of you on Friday need to jump on doors. Some of you need to um, join a team or come early to um, set up or or pack down, you know. our Man, our uh, West youth definitely need to hear this. Man, all the time, often when I'm uh, packing up after after youth, I get really annoyed. I'm going to be open and transparent here. I get really annoyed. (laughs) Um, But often I'm like, I'm like, Because it's really hot in the auditorium, I'm like packing down the chairs. I'm packing down the couches and stuff. I'm sweating like a pig. And then I'm like, oh, oh, Johnny, Johnny, ah. Johnny, can you help me uh, pack this couch down? It's like, yeah, 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 I got you. I got you. I'll turn my back for a second. Look back. Oh, where's Johnny? Oh, Johnny's gone home. Oh, too many times this happened, too many times. But not limitless here, eh? Yeah, not limitless here. But some of you need to leave this, leave this place, or before you leave this place, you need to go up to Pastor Paul and, and Sally Ann or Lincoln and him and ask them, where can I participate? Where can I serve? Where can I contribute or participate in the kingdom of God? A fan is a spectator. A follower is a participator. So we need to what? Pa? Participate. One, it grows ourselves and our faith. And two, it builds his kingdom. Point number two. A fan is a hearer of the word. A follower is a doer of the word. James 1 verse 22 will come up on the screen. So a fan is a hearer of the word. A follower is a doer. James 1 verse 22. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. You know, a fan of Jesus hears God's word, but then does nothing with it. Whereas a follower puts God word into action. They show obedience, even when it hurts, even when they don't want to do it, they do the will and the word of God. And lately, we've been talking a lot about the culture of encouragement and prayer. Have you guys been hearing those messages lately? Have you guys been enjoying them? Been good? Um, But I've been challenged to how am I applying these to my life? How am I encouraging people more? How am I praying more? How am I building that culture? Uh, in my life and you know we live in a day and age where we are overloaded with information you know there's so much information you know I want to know something boom search it up on Google Uncle Google will tell me you know just like that in a few clicks of a button we can get so much information in our hands you know we can listen to all the greatest preachers online we can search up Steven Furtick, T.D. Jakes, Jensen Franklin, you know Pastor Sark, Pastor Paul you know not me not me Pastor Paul's screaming out my name Anytime, anywhere on the internet. You know what I'm saying? At the click of our fingers, we have access to so much information. But the thing is, none of that information is going to change us. It's what we do with that information that's going to change us. You know, and I've been challenged, and I wrote it up. You know, it's information plus application that equals transformation. Information plus application equals transformation. Information, God's Word, one applying it, and that leads it to true change and transformation in our lives. You know, one of God's ultimate goals in your life is to make you more like Jesus. It's one of God's ultimate goals to make you more like His Son, Jesus Christ. And we do that through following His ways, His actions, and through the application of God's Word. Information plus application equals transformation. Information. So what are you doing with what God is speaking to you this morning? A fan is a hearer of the Word, a follower is a doer of the Word. All right, before I move into my third floor, I thought I'd do a little uh, test, maybe social experiment. You might want to call it that. All right, so um, I'm going to ask you guys a question to the fans here in the audience, okay? And you have to just put up your hand if that applies to you, all right? You've got to be honest, okay? The Lord is my witness. He's watching you guys right now. All right, so you've got to be honest. All right, so who here has or had um, a sports jersey of the, your favorite team? Has or have had? Okay, a few, few hands, a few hands. All right, who watches their games or keeps up with their results? Yeah, I, I do. I mean, this applies to me. All right, who has some kind of sports memorabilia in your house, like maybe a poster or some gear or a team photo? Oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. All right, but who would agree... Right, who would agree that it's just an add on to your life? Yeah, it's just, you know, you don't, um, you know, throw up a socket. It's not the end of the world if they lose. Yeah, it's just an add on to your life. Yeah? I was a bit angry after the red card last week, but, you know, it's all good. You can move on. We won this week, so it's all good. Okay, my next point so, thought number three is a fan has God as an add on where a follower puts God first, right? A fan has God as an add-on, whereas a follower puts God first. And I want to share from Romans 12, verse 1 to 2, and I want to share the message translation. It really captures me. Um, And so I'm going to read it. So it says, um, Romans 12. It's the last one, last one. Right, as that comes up, I'll read it to you. So it says this. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can ever do for Him. Don't become, don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Can I get amen? Amen. Right, so a fan... Right, when you're a fan of team, yes, you watch their games, you keep up with their results, you keep their gear, as a lot of you guys do, but it's just that add-on to your life. Right? A, a fan of Jesus has Jesus and church as an add-on to their life. You know, the relationship with Christ going to youth and church is just something a fan has added on to their lives. You know, went to church, cool, tick that box for the week. Whereas a follower puts God first a follower puts God first. You know, this verse says take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work or school, walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Essentially what this says me, says to me is to give God everything you do as an offering. Put God first in everything. All right? It means putting him first in your work, putting him first in school, putting him first uh, in your studies or your sport. It means putting Him first in your everyday, ordinary life. It means Jesus and my relationship with Him is priority uh, over everything, right? And I love Matthew 6, verse 33, a key verse, I believe, for our walks as Christians. It's a verse I live by or aim to. And it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. All these things, Shall we add it on to you? All these add-ons, you know, and what often we can get caught up in is we put all these things first, and then we have Jesus as this add-on, where God wants to be first, and He says He'll add on all these things unto you. You know, for me in my life, I wasn't the best student. I wasn't, you know, the best at everything, but because I put God first, He added on all those things unto me. You know, because God was first. Right, so a fan has God as a what? A a fan has God as a what? A follower puts God first. All right? We doing all right there? All right, uh, my last thought for you guys this morning, and I want to share a little testimony in a moment. A fan conforms, whereas a follower transforms. A fan conforms to the culture, whereas a follower transforms culture. And verse 2 says, do not become so well-adjusted to the culture that you are in or that you fit into it without even thinking. So it says, don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit in without even thinking it. And in the NIV version, it says, don't conform to the standards of this world. A fan conforms to the culture. You know, and what scares me about this verse is that it says sometimes we fit into it without even thinking. You know, we become so comfortable in the culture that is around us and that we are in that we fit into it without even thinking. You know, that that scares me, you know, because often I've seen myself just conform to the culture without even taking two thoughts to think about it. Whereas a follower transforms the culture. And I believe as followers of Jesus Christ, you know, we aren't called to relate to culture, we're called to release it. You know, I believe we're called to release the culture of heaven in the environments that we're in. You know, when you're in your workplace, when you're at, um, in your homes, we're called to bring the culture of heaven into the places that we are. And how do we do that? You know, we bring in God's love. We bring in the peace of God. You know, when a situation or circumstance pops up, we bring God's peace in that situation. We bring the Holy Spirit into everywhere we go. You know we're called to release culture and not conform to it or relate to it and just uh, I just want to finish off with a quick testimonian, um, of this and back when I was, I was seventeen years old and I just joined this new football club I used to play football back in the days I was a goalkeeper uh, but anyway, I just joined this club and it was only about two weeks I only went to a couple of trainings and then i uh, we went i got invited to the under seventeen national tournament with the team so uh, we went to this national tournament about only been in the team a couple of weeks. And I knew by the one, maybe two trainings that we in, we're going to get smashed. We're, we're going to get rolled. <laughs> and so that was my expectation going into the tournament. But God really put it on my heart. He put the verse Romans 11 verse 35 on my heart for that tournament. And it says, for from him and through him and for him are all things. To God be the glory forever. And my focus was pretty much to give him glory through that tournament. And he put on my heart to really pray with the team before we start each game. And so the first game came up. I was on the bench because uh, I only just joined the team. And so I was, like, I was like, oh, good. I'll just go on the team. I went up to the team huddle. The ones that were standing. I was like, hey, guys, can we pray before we start? And they're like, yeah, sure. Sweet. So we huddled together and we prayed. But anyway, that became our thing Before each game, we'd huddle together and would pray. I was the only Christian on the team. Um, All of them were non-Christian, so we'd pray. But God performed a miracle uh, in that team. And pretty much because we honored God, because we put him first, he took this very bad team and he took them undefeated to the final of this under-17 national tournament. And um, it was funny because we're actually talking to our coach and We'll ask him, like, in the team talk, once we made the semifinals, like, man, guys, I did not even think we'd make the final eight. I was like, well, thanks, coach. Like, thanks for believing in us. But, you know, that wasn't the biggest miracle of the team. The biggest miracle was um, God just changed the whole culture of that team. You know, before every game, we'd huddle together, we'd pray to God, and we'd just honor Him and give Him glory. And one of my biggest highlights was, it was the semifinals. Uh, we were in the semis, and then it was penalty shootouts, and I was, at that point, I was starting because um, God, the Holy Spirit anointed me to play. And, uh, you know, uh, I, the other goalkeeper's on the bench now. <laughs> Sorry, all glory to God. Um, but anyway, it was the semifinals, and we had the penalty shootout. Anyway, we won the penalty shootout. You know, in, the, um, in like, the World Cup, you see uh, when a team wins, and then they, like, they start celebrating, and the goalkeeper starts running to the team after the penalties, and they're like, yeah. And the other team's like, yeah, and they're running this way, and the keep, keeper's like, yeah. Is it, you've seen that, eh? Yeah, so anyway, that's happening. I'm running. I'm like, yeah. And the other team's like, yeah. And we're jumping on each other and we're like, yeah, celebrating. And the first thing someone said, and it was a non-Christian guy, he was was like, I was too caught up in celebrating, but he said, he was like, guys, let's stop and just thank God for what he's done. And I was like, oh, I almost cried. I almost cried. But man, I was just like, God, you are so good. And... We lost in the final 2-0, but honestly, our whole team didn't actually, they weren't bothered. They were just happy to be in the final, and um, we just thanked and gave glory to God after the game. And so, you know, as Christians, we're not called to relate to culture. I believe we're called to release culture and bring the culture of heaven. A fan conforms, whereas a follower transforms. Can I get amen? So... Just a quick recap, and please take note, if if one applies to you, man, write that down to apply in your life. So, one, a fan is a spectator, or does it come up? All right, why don't we say it together, right? Number one, a fan is a spectator, a follower is a participator. A fan is a hearer of God's Word, a follower is a doer of God's Word. A fan has God as an add-on, a follower puts God first and conforms a follower transforms amen hey could i get the keys up please could everyone please stand just invite you to stand hey just quickly why don't you close your eyes and take a moment what do you need to apply in this message What's the one or two things you feel God putting on your heart that you need to apply? Is so it one? Is it two? Is it three? Is it four? Remember, we're all on journeys, on our journey, and following Christ. And so, what one do you need to apply? Remember, it's information plus application that equals transformation. And God wants to transform us into being more like Jesus and following the example that He set on this earth.